Hey everyone, you are now listening to the Land Great Holy Land Recruiting Podcast State Secrets with Patrick Yen, Jake Collard, Ken James. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of State Secrets with, you know, the normal guys as our intro says and we are recording this on October 17th, 2019. So a little bit earlier than our other shows, but hopefully yeah. this will be a good one anyways. Uh, so how you guys doing, Jake and Ken? Good, good. Ready for, I guess, an early game. You know, the only one on Friday night that yeah. everyone will be watching. A late night, though, in yeah. Chicago at 830. Yeah. And I'm mad it's getting pushed, you know, to these different channels by the uh, right. ALCS no, I game. I think it's landed on Big Ten now. Yeah, Big Ten yeah. Network, yeah. And so. I heard it wasn't even just the ALCS or NLCS, I can't remember which one, but it's also like they're putting wrestling, wrestling on. on Fox, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> was it they right. got SmackDown or Smackdown. something? It's not going to yeah. be on Fox. Yep. Well, yeah. maybe they're just anticipating this one's going to be a swift blowout, Snoozer. which it, it should Hopefully be. Hopefully it is. But let's get started with, with the recruiting news. That's what you guys are here for. That's what we provide on State Secrets. So we're going to start off on a normal section, Friday Night Fighters. We are taping this on a Thursday, so <laughs> we don't really know how they're going to do next week. But there are some high school-related news coming out. Yeah. First thing is this Mookie Cooper situation. It's, it's really unfortunate. If you guys don't know, he, he has been officially ruled ineligible for a senior season. He's not going to be able to play. Um, essentially, he his original school was Trinity Catholic, and like many college prospects he wants to graduate early fortunately trinity catholic doesn't really let you do that so he decided to transfer to pattonville who does let you do that but then trinity catholic kind of wrote, made a big stink about it said he only transferred for athletic reasons and they got him ruled ineligible disappointing to say the least yeah. i mean just you know obviously it's if you break it down to reality he did just transfer for athletic reasons right but I think this happens a lot, and most of the other most other examples of this I've seen, the schools don't put a block on it. Paris and, Johnson, exactly. What what's yeah. the benefit to the school to block this? You know, so I mean, it's disappointing. The what uh, the quotes I've read from Mookie Cooper are really a positive. Just I'm gonna keep working. Ohio State said everything's still in line, but yeah. unfortunately, I don't get to play my senior year. That's the most worst part to me is a kid doesn't get to play his senior year, and right. that's when. You're supposed to live it up with your teammates. It's the last time going through uh, senior night. Your family comes. There's a lot of, you know, moments that he could cherish that he's going to miss out. Just because I think Trinity Catholic is it. That's the school Trinity Catholic. I just think, you know, of course he was probably one of their better players on the team. So yeah. maybe, you know, they in the back of their mind, they're, they're thinking about a state playoff run or something and not sitting, you know, his goals and what he wants to do ahead of that. And I, I just think it's a bad look on the school side. Um, because, you know, like we talk, you know, it happens a bunch, especially with the Catholic schools because they're on different semesters mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. But Paris Johnson here in Ohio transferred from uh, St. X to Princeton so he could graduate early. So it's, it's just like, do you really care about the player? That's right. what it comes down to. Right. Know? I mean – it's one thing to block these NCAA kids, but, I mean, these are just high schoolers, yeah. right? And they're just trying to do what's best, you know, for their future, going to college. And it, it does seem a little bit, you know, scummy by yes. Trinity Catholic to, to really just try to block this kid from playing. Because, to a certain extent, he probably only went to Trinity Catholic in the first place because their football program yeah. is really good, right? So yeah. he essentially transferred in there 
from I, I don't know if like Trinity Catholic was the closest school for him or right. whatever or you know if he's even Catholic or whatever you know <laughs> they these schools more and more don't really care Probably about that not. Yeah. but <laughs> in the first place he basically transferred to your school and now you're gonna block him from transferring out which is yeah. unfortunate I I don't think he should have played even if he was rule eligible uh, as well though I mean you're towards the back end of your season uh, he hasn't played at all so I don't think. Like, I, I believe there's a good chance he would come in and probably get injured the first game or something and probably set back, you know, what he wanted to do down the line, which is, you know, graduate early and get on campus and do things with Ohio State. So I think, like, you have to find that silver lining in this. And I think, you know, him being prepared or getting prepared to uh, be here at Ohio State is that silver lining. Yeah. Maybe like a blessing in disguise. Yeah, blessing in thing. disguise, yeah. The other thing I kind of want to talk about here is just – Get, kind of give a shout-out here. Talking about injury, right? Uh, another wide receiver commit for OSU, Jackson Smith-Najigba. He, he's been injured the past two weeks, had a bit of, I think, a soldier issue, but he finally came back last Friday. Not going to talk about all the last Friday's games. It's been a while since then, but <laughs> just want to give a special highlight to him. He had 119 yards and three touchdowns in his first game back from injury, so it's just really good to, to see him. He's back on the field. Back like he never left, putting up. Video game numbers. Yeah, it's <laughs> what you expect from him. Yeah. And, I mean, we're going to be talking about this wide receiver class and maybe the next one for years to come, oh, possibly, wow. with oh, the yeah. ridiculous talent coming in. But, yeah. all right, let's move on to our next section then. That's this week's New Warriors. Just one. And, I mean, at, at this point in time, there's not a lot of people but pen to paper or anything like that. So the, the commits just kind of trickle in. But we got another one. Ryan Watts, as expected, he decommitted from Oklahoma a couple weeks ago. He has now committed to OSU. This was the expected result. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a six foot two, six foot two guy, 187 pounds, four star, 19th cornerback in the class. Yeah, tell me about Ryan Watts. This was just one of the ones that you saw coming from a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he's he's what you want in the corner. I mean, he's a taller guy, six two and a half. You know, Ohio State especially likes the tall corners, yeah, so he'll fit in toward. well right here, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think this is a big pickup. Uh, you have him opposite of Clark Phillips right. and Latham Ransom coming in as safety. So that's a very uh, exciting defensive backfield coming in. Uh, yeah. So let's, let's talk about the DB room at OSU right now. Obviously, right now in the 2019 season, the cornerbacks, the DBs in general, have looked fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. Fuller, Wade, you name them, Okuda, obviously. But the problem is, the better you look, the more chance that you're going to go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Sean Wade was necessarily an NFL candidate guy until this season started. Now he is. It's looking like we're going to lose probably all three cornerbacks yeah. from this season. We got guys replacing, like you said. So, legend, he could play cornerback or safety. Clark Phillips, now Watts. And then we got Cameron Martinez. He's kind of in that. He's an athlete. We don't yeah. know where he's going to be. And then Lathan Ransom. But is the OSU DB room, are we safe? Do we need to add more? What do you guys think? I think we got some some studs in there right now. Right You're seeing Cam yeah. Brown play really well. Yeah. But when you lose that kind of volume, it's mm-hmm. important that you bring in this kind of volume right. just to replace bodies. And what they're doing is replacing them with highly talented and skilled yeah. bodies. I think I think uh, Ohio State's in a, a great position. Like you talked about Cam Brown at one corner position, then you have seven banks. Uh, Josh Proctor, yeah. you know, possibly the reason why uh, Isaiah Pryor decided to transfer. Josh you know, Proctor looks really yeah, good. Yeah, and, you know, he's been compared to that guy Malik Hooker. So yeah. that's nothing but great things. I think, yeah, you just want to stay the course. And uh, every recruiting class, 
you you just have to keep stockpiling because at places like Ohio State, you're you know recruiting for three years ahead because most of the players think they're three years and done. So probably don't need to necessarily add anybody, but an extra guy like an Elias Ricks. Yeah. I mean, anytime you get a five star, you can't yeah. say no. Cherry on the top, yeah. Okay, so that's going to be it for this week's new Warriors. Not a ton, but as we get closer and closer to actual signing day, this will this will start looking. This will start looking more and more active. But we're going to move on to our front page rumor mill. This is where we're just going to put the new news and and the different rumors that come through. And, I mean, there's so, so many every week. So the biggest thing that a lot of people were looking at, and I know Jake has a good article on it on Langer at Holy Land, if you guys want to take a look at it. But Julian (laughs) Julian Fleming, you know, OSU recruit, OSU commit already, he hits the number one spot on the ESPN 300. So, first of all, tell us a little bit about the history of, of wide receivers in these rankings, Jake. Yeah, so doing the research for my article, I came across the fact that wide receivers are not at the top of these lists. I mean, yeah. I found two that were highly ranked since 2006. I found Julio Jones in 2008 was number two, and Percy Harvin in 06 was number two. Neither of them finished number one, obviously. Just the the thought that a wide receiver could hold this position is impressive because there's a lot of times that people like Julian Fleming not only play wide receiver, but he'll end up at running back. Some places he would be playing quarterback and mm-hmm. or safety or linebacker too. And there's not a lot of stats out there for these guys at one specific position a lot. That's not really the case with Julian Fleming, who's throwing up ridiculous numbers because of how good he is. The thing that really interested me about that, this whole thing, was that Ohio State, in theory, could be the first school ever to have a number one overall quarterback throwing to a number one overall wide receiver. That, That would have never happened. The closest that's come was Matt Barkley was number one overall. Several years yeah. ago, but we're talking about a one and a seven, not two number one uh, overall. Was it Hazleton? Vidal Hazleton? No, no, I'm, you'll have uh, to forgive me. We'll we'll yeah. figure it out here. But um, just the thought that two number one overall players could be related in such a way as receiver and quarterback is it's crazy exciting. I think it's exciting for him taking over that number one spot because it is rare, rare to be number one. You have to be able to take over games, you know, have that ability to take over games and take over games, not not just the ability. You have to show that you can do that. I think it's just a testament to the athlete that Fleming is and the specimen that he is of uh, being 6'3", 210, and running 4'5", 40. Uh, for him, you know, like Jake said, and not play different positions, quarterback, you know, defensive back, because most of the time, and high, on the high school level, if you're the best athlete, they put you at quarterback, you right. know, just to have the ball in your hands every play. Um, so for him to be that guy at receiver, it, like, I'm speechless. <laughs> yeah, and not to backtrack, Robert Woods is who I was talking Robert about. Woods, Matt okay. Barkley to Robert Woods, just to clean that up. Right. I mean, you, you think about the names that you just compared him to, Percy Harvin and Julio Jones, both obviously great game breakers in right. college and then even in the professional. Yeah. Julio Jones still top five wide receiver ever since he's been in the league, and Percy Harvin was quite good for, Super Bowl for the Vikings, and he won a Super Bowl MVP with the Seahawks. So if he can even be a little bit of those guys, right. that's yeah. amazing. And yeah. technically, he's He's better. Yeah. Right. Like at this <laughs> right. one moment in time, you know, in this beautiful yeah. 10, 17, 2019 moment, Julian Fleming better than Julio Jones. So right. 
that's what we have to look forward to. But with that, we're going to take a really quick break, guys, and then we're going to come back and we're going to finish off with the uh, the Rival Watch and the and the new rumors and, and the new news. Thanks, guys. And we are back to finish off this State Secrets podcast. So we're just going to go right on to our, our next news, and that's top 2021 athlete. Emika Egbuka has OSU in his top 10, and when I say top, sometimes I just mean top 10 or whatever. No, this is the number one athlete in the 2021 class. He is the number nine prospect overall, and anytime you can get a top 10 guy, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. So Crystal Ball, the 247 Crystal Ball right now says 25% chance for OSU, 50% chance for uh, Washington. He's got a .9943 composite grade, pretty much as high as you can get. He can probably He's probably going to play wide receiver here, but he can also play defensive back. Like a lot of these guys will play both. Currently, the measurables are looking at 44240 and 6'1 as a sophomore. So he's what, like 16, 17? Yeah. He can still grow. He yeah. can still get probably faster. He will still grow. Yeah, he will. Which is unbelievable. And then he's going to be here for the Wisconsin Clash. So tell me about Emika Egbuka. Explosive. Uh... He's probably the most electrifying playmaker, you know, I've seen since maybe a Percy Harvin type. He's, like, that good, you know. And just watching – I haven't watched full, but the highlights are just mind-boggling. And for him to be 6'1 already as a sophomore or in a 4'4", uh, he's been to Ohio State a couple times. I think they're, like, right at the top of the list. Um, I think it's them, Washington, and Clemson. That's kind of a – an interesting three. You don't see Ohio State, Washington, Clemson right. as the three for a guy very often. But this is just one of those guys that at some point you stop having football skills and you're just a better athlete than everybody else. And that's kind of what's going on here. Mm-hmm. There's a good possibility he could come in and play, for example, at Ohio State and still be the best athlete or one of yeah, on the field right away. And especially when crazy. you get into like a Purdue game, he's probably better than everyone on that team right. as far as athletics go. Yeah. Just get the guy the ball and get out of the way yeah. kind of guy. So always hope for that. I think I think it's big for Ohio State to get him on campus, you know, for the second or third time in the calendar year as well. Um, I think, you know, for him being so far on the West Coast, yeah. uh, I think it's they're in a great position right now. You know, Brian Hartline is the or second best, you know, recruiting coordinator in the country. Uh, so you put him on him and just tell Hartline to go to work and really man. And you see all these guys that will be coming in in the class ahead of him, and he's just watching. Man, all these talented guys are going to Ohio State. Maybe that's just where the good guys go. Maybe yeah. I should just go there with right. them. And you got to imagine for him he's – if you're this type of guy, you're probably not too worried about competition. Right, right. They, they need to be worried about me. Right. That's probably what yeah. he's thinking because, yeah. once again, just the measurables at this point in time are just ridiculous, and they can only really get better, Yeah, which is insane. Um, like you said, I mean, he the fact that he's been to OSU so many times from Washington right. clearly shows he has a ton of interest yeah. to, to make that trek. It's not an easy trip for him. And at all. a lot of these are unofficial visits, right? So he's paying out of his own, own pocket yeah. to come out here, and yeah. he wants to do it. He's going to be here for the Wisconsin game, like I had said before, and that's going to be a huge recruiting opportunity. Yeah, And I know he's fresh off that Clemson visit. Uh, Clemson would probably be the only other team I would be worried about. You know, if you follow him on Twitter and stuff, his main header picture is him in a Clemson uniform. But his background is the Ohio State pitcher with Kyle McCord and a couple of the other commits. So I think those would be his two favorites, like Ohio State and Clemson. I mean, they are just kind of on another tier than Washington, unfortunately. I mean, they have the home homegrown thing, and you're going to see how much that matters to him. 
that's going to be it for Emika Igbuka. We're going to move on to another 2021 target, and that's going to be running back Evan Pryor. He na- recently named OSU kind of in an informal top four. Like, a lot of these guys like to put, like, lists out on Twitter and things like that. This was just kind of an interview, and he just said, off the top of my head, Georgia, Ohio State, Penn State, and Oregon are the schools that stand out to me. So it's kind of an informal top four there, but it's good to see Ohio State on the list at anyways. Four-star kid, he's 82 overall in that class. He's the fifth overall running back, um, and he's going to be here for the Penn State game. So he's got to see two of his top four targets at the same time. So if OSU wins that game, it's going to be really hard to see him wanting to go to Penn State, right? Right. Yeah. right. I don't know. It With an informal list like this, it just says to me, He's just not even ready to right. really start the process yet. He's got a ton of time. Yeah. And I think he's just kind of dipping his toe into the pool here. Yeah. Uh, I would say the same thing. I would say as far as Ohio State and running backs go, they're, you know, possibly looking forward to the 2021 class to get those elite prospects. Yeah. And uh, Evan Pryor is most definitely one of those elite prospects. And he still needs to see what happens with the 2020 class to really have a good gauge on what he would be coming into in the 2021 class. Right, and that the 2020 class is a great class, no doubt about it. The one weakness has been this running back spot, which they're still trying to nail down. So right. two other guys, Emmett Smith's son, EJ Smith, and it's a legacy guy, and we're going to be talking about a lot of legacy <laughs> guys on the rest of the show. But right. he's not ready to narrow down his list yet either. He's going to take an official OSU visit in November, and he's going to take a Stanford visit in January. Then he'll probably start narrowing down his list, make his decisions. And then Mayan Williams still talking to OSU a lot, but he has not been back to OSU despite living in Ohio. We talk about how much interest Emika Agbuka has to show to come from Washington to OSU multiple <laughs> times. He's been here more than Mayan Williams, who's yeah. more Williams of a local here. guy. A little bit concerning there, and he is still definitely committed to Iowa State as of right now. So another two guys that on the 2020 class that it's not looking like a sure thing at all. So there's some other names, too, that I want to throw out, and then you guys can kind of give me your reactions on what this running back class is going to look like. But... Bijan Robinson, Jalen Knighton, these were guys that OSU had and then they had flipped. There's some talk, some rumblings out there that maybe they're thinking about flipping back because you see what J.K. Dobbins can do. And then Jalen Knighton, you see what Florida State is doing and in the exact opposite way, you yeah. don't like what you're seeing there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other, the big name that was supposed to be OSU's guy, Kavanche Bradford, it's looking like those chances are dropping. 11 Warriors reports that it's they think it's just down to LSU and Wisconsin. OSU is kind of out of the picture there. So that's just a couple names out there on the running back spot. What are you guys thinking overall for the class? I just I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch off uh, Emmett Smith on EJ right, right. away. <laughs> All of the rumors are saying that he wants to stay south or west somewhere. He's not really interested in the Midwest. Actually, as sad as it is, between all the people you just named, right now the only person I really see could, that could come here would be a reflip from Jalen Knighton. I don't, I don't necessarily see Mayan Williams like you said. Right. He's got such access to the program and seems to want to have nothing to do with it. Yeah. So I, I think B. John Robinson stays yeah. plugged <clears throat> at, at Texas, and then I think Jalen Knighton may just be seeing what's going on and i think that's our best chance out of these people you've named it's crazy because the guy who i think they want the most isn't even on this list and that's jamar gibbs the running back from georgia who's blowing up his senior year like he's electric if you go watch his highlights but i think georgia tech guy right now yeah he's committed to georgia Tech, and i don't see him staying staying committed to the yellow jackets no disrespect but well a little bit of disrespect (laughs) (laughs) right uh, yeah i mean that was definitely a name you can continue after this but i mean now everybody is after this kid right right yeah they are starting to you know 
like you know sneak in and see if he has any interest uh so i think that's their guy um as far as these guys i think uh when bradford came in for his visit a couple weeks ago it just didn't you know he just didn't hit it off i don't know what to say he he was just a different type of uh he has a different type of personality like personalities didn't match um and williams i think Mayan Williams is still upset he didn't get that early offer. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, you kinda. can tell. He's kind of being stubborn. Uh, and, yeah, like you said, you could cross E.J. Smith off. He just, yeah. I just – I think, I think honestly, Ohio State is, like, m focusing more on running backs in the 2021 class, you know, to get a couple of elite, elite prospects. I mean, they'll still bring in probably at least one running back yeah. in this 2020 class. You got to bring in more. numbers, yeah. But I think the running backs on the roster have kind of – like impressed to where enough they're like you know we don't need to press as much yeah, as we were I think originally. They like a Marcus Crowley and a Steel mm -hmm. Chambers enough that they think that can be the future until we bridge the gap to right. the 2021 yeah. guys. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously J.K. Dobbins will be leaving yes. after this yeah. season, but Master T looks yeah. just Amazing. as capable as of right now. Right. And the biggest shoulders I've ever seen man. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. <laughs> Like you said, maybe it's not as much of a priority as it was coming into it because we got to see what Master G can do. But it's still, yeah, who's going to be that one guy that OC brings in? We still don't know. And maybe it'll be a Jamar Gibbs, but we'll, we will see. So that's going to be it for the running back situation. We're going to move on to one last piece of news. Um, Grant Tuton, we reported, like, I think two weeks ago that he was going to need a surgery for a torn labrum. He did. He got it at OSU, you know, which is pretty cool, oh, and yeah. uh, went well by all accounts, and he's going to be cleared for contact in six months. And he's he's going to be here in OSU. He's going to be at the Wisconsin game here or there, but uh, just good to see people getting healthier. Okay, so we're going to move on to our, our last couple sections here, and it's going to be who's coming to town. No one's coming to town. It is an away game, but there right. will be people coming to town early um in terms of these 2020 commits and the full list of 2020 guys that are going to graduate early has pretty much come through this was on Bucknuts, i believe um it's gonna be miller fleming scott uh Nijigba, cooper johnson laroe henry cohen cavezos phillips and williams all these guys gonna be in here um pretty early I'm just running down the names and then the guys who aren't going to be coming that are currently committed in this 2020 uh, 20 class, Royer, Whipler, James, Toutant, Simon, these guys are not allowed. You know, they're at these like Catholic schools, like you said, different different academic yeah. requirements to graduate. Those guys can't. <clears throat> Fire, Hamilton, Melton, Ransom, and Martinez, they are not going to be graduating early for different reasons. I mean, I'm sure you got your personal reasons why you wouldn't or yeah. would not want to do so. You still want to go to prom your senior year and stuff like that. <laughs> be a kid for yeah. a few more months. Right. And then uh, Jake Siebert, he's a gray shirt, and so he's not going to be graduating either. Just for the people out there, what what is a gray shirt? Gray shirt just means you enroll in the second semester, basically. Very much kind of forfeiting your first year of – um, scholarship. Yeah. And you have to pay out of pocket, right? Yeah, you do have yeah, to pay out of pocket for pocket. the first part of the semester. So basically you end up with five years of eligibility instead of four. Right. And you don't take up that roster spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that's what Cybert's going to do. And so he won't he won't be here early as well. So just a list of the early commits. Um, I don't know if you guys wanted to say anything about these guys. Just or The only thing I really – I mean, it's this is a good list of guys coming in. Yeah. I did see Jacob Cohen was the first ever to graduate early from his high school, so mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of a cool situation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a sign of the moving times, and it's just another look at that Mookie Cooper situation. Like, yeah. man, like, you know, they're letting Cohen do it. Right. How big yeah. of a deal is it really? Right. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's definitely just even more of a shame. 
on, on that whole situation. And so last thing, we're going to go to Rival Watch. And uh, just two two little pieces of news here. First one, just kind of a ha-ha at Michigan. Like, yeah. you know, James <laughs> wearing a Michigan State – or Michigan's for losers, basically, sure. <laughs> Michigan's for losers. And um, Brendan Rice, the son of Jerry Rice, clearly thinks so as well. He yeah. picks Colorado over Michigan. Um, Rice, just he's a three-star guy. He's a 70th wide receiver. It's not like he's a huge prospect right. for these guys anyways. But just to get picked over by, by Colorado, yeah. right? Like that, I mean, but what has Michigan shown me? They have – Elite receivers, like three NFL receivers on the roster yeah. now, and they're doing nothing. So, hey, I would probably choose Colorado over Michigan too. It's a little <laughs> bit of a slap in the face, and that's why it's fun for us to talk about. Yeah. And the last one here, and the last thing we're talking about is this is kind of an unfortunate one for OSU. Yeah. Last one, kind of funny, but um, Lorenzo Styles Jr., Pickerington Central kid, so he's an Ohio guy and also a legacy player as well. Um, Unfortunately, he is committed to Notre Dame in, instead of uh, OSU. He's a wide receiver, another four-star guy, 21st wide receiver in the class. Um, it's it's just rough to see these guys go, especially a, a Ohio wide receiver. You know, you you think that's really where OSU is going to make their money, but right. apparently he didn't want to come to OSU. Just uh, the only thing I can come up with is he just is looking at a room that's chocked full of too much talent not to yeah. say he's not a competitor but i think he may see an easier path to the field in Notre Dame. and i think there were a couple other aspects to this as well uh he's a receiver slash db essential but he's locked in on being a receiver in college and i heard you know some discussions some teams you know he's such a great athlete they don't know exactly where to put like there was a chance they could have slid, slid him over to defensive back and that's not what he wanted and notre dame kind of I know unofficially, officially made that, like, you know, you're a wide receiver if you come here. On top of them being his first offer, like, you always remember your first. Yes. You know, and, yeah, <laughs> he was their first offer, so. And I know uh, I read a couple articles where it said, you know, his family, the former Ohio State linebacker, Lorenzo Styles Sr., um, they really did stress academics as well. And Notre Dame, you can't get better than that when it comes to action, ac- but, excuse me, academics, so. All right, so that's that's us losing out on a legacy guy, unfortunately there, but that's going to wrap it up for our State Secrets podcast recording on 10-17-2019. Guys, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back at it next week. And that was this week's State Secrets with Patrick Yen, Jake Collar, and Ken James. Tune in next week for even more Ohio State recruiting news.